Did Jesus exist? Why do 15% of Britons believe Jesus Christ was a fictional character? You are listening to the audio version of the article published by the Review of Religions. This article was written by Arif Khan and published on the 30th of December 2020. This month, YouGov, one of the most renowned and highly influential British international internet-based market research and data analytics firm, published the results of their latest survey around Christianity in Britain. The survey mostly looked at how Britain celebrated the festivals of Christmas and Easter with the focus on if the celebrations were religious, secular, or a combination of the two. The results, perhaps as expected, highlighted the trend of both celebrations becoming purely secular events. The report on the results summarized this trend as follows. Just 4% of Britons who celebrate Christmas do so in a religious manner, whilst for 6 in 10, 61%, it is a completely secular event. 3 in 10, 31%, combine the two aspects. Easter is marked in a religious fashion by 10% of those who observe this holiday, 56% have a secular celebration, and 29% combine the two. How is Christmas celebrated? This trend is something I have witnessed myself growing up in Britain. Their tradition and family aspects are stressed, the giving of presents endured, and their religious aspects are rarely emphasized. Those looking for a deeper meaning in the festival of Christmas, for example, often talk about the spirit of Christmas rather than using any Christian symbolism or rhetoric. The spirit of Christmas, however, has less to do with theology and more about people giving gifts, thinking of others, and focusing on things like feeding of the homeless. One area where religion and theology do enter the predominant culture is with nativity plays at school. These plays, however, have also taken on more of a family nature with the focus on children having speaking parts in plays in front of an audience for the first time, rather than focusing on the words of the play. It is for this reason that children from all faith backgrounds partake in these schools. The findings on the survey are in keeping with the trends witnessed in British life. The statistic that just 27% of Britons believe in God is also in keeping with previous surveys. The Guardian in July 2019, for example, highlighted the decline in religious beliefs in Britain following the publication of a similar survey. By contrasting the results with the 1999 survey, it was shown that this trend had moved significantly in the last 20 years. The proportion of people who say they are very or extremely non-religious has more than doubled from 14% to 33% in the past two decades. One unusual statistic. Hidden amongst the regular statistics, however, there was one item that caught my attention. This is something that had become a popular topic amongst scholars of Christianity around the turn of the century, yet too many would seem an unthinkable thought. Did Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, actually exist as a historical figure or was his entire being a myth and a pure allegory? The YouGov survey highlighted that 15% of Britons believe that Jesus was a fictional character. Two authors who would agree with this 15% are Timothy Freck and Peter Gandy, authors of the Sunday Times bestseller The Jesus Mysteries Was the Original Jesus a Pagan God? The book, first published in 1999, built upon other books on the same topic, yet presented the information in a more accessible way. Their central premise was clear and bold. 
Jesus Christ was a fictional, mythical character whose life story was mythical and used to explain the higher principles and teachings of Gnosticism, which in their opinion was the ultimate truth. The pagan saviors who were sons of God. In their popular book, the authors showed that when you look together at the myths of the following mythical gods of the ancient world, you find striking similarities with the traditional Christian stories of Jesus Christ, peace be upon him. At the heart of the mysteries were myths concerning a dying and resurrecting god-man who was known by many different names. In Egypt, he was Osiris. In Greece, Dionysus. In Asia, Minor Aetes. In Syria, Adonis. In Italy, Bacchus. And in Persia, Mithras. Fundamentally, all these godmen are the same mythical being. Page 5. In the book, they collectively refer to these men as Osiris Dionysus. The authors present the following events that are attributed to these godmen, and we immediately recognize these as being part of the traditional story of Jesus Christ, peace be upon him. Osiris Dionysus is God made flesh, the savior and son of God. His father is God, and his mother is a mortal virgin. He is born in a cave or humble cowshed on 25th December before three shepherds. He offers his followers the chance to be born again through the rise of baptism. He miraculously turns water into wine at a marriage ceremony. He rides triumphantly into town on a donkey while people wave palm leaves to honor him. He dies at Easter time as a sacrifice for the sins of the world. After his death, he descends to hell. Then on the third day, he rises from the dead and ascends into heaven in glory. His followers await his return as the judge during the last days. His death and resurrection are celebrated by a ritual meal of bread and wine, which symbolizes his body and blood. Page 6. To emphasize the final point, the authors present a saying of Mithras, which strongly echoes the traditional Christian creed. He who will not eat of my body and drink my blood, so that he will be made one with me and I with him, the same shall not know salvation. Page 2. When I looked into this topic around the year 2000, I was surprised to find that it had been debated for as long as Christianity has existed. The early church fathers responded to similar criticism and their polemics are still referenced today. Page 2. Their approach was to claim that the devil had stolen the true story of Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, before it occurred and created myths around it to mislead the faithful. Others suggested that these traditions should perhaps be prophecies about Jesus Christ, peace be upon him. Non-biblical references to Jesus Christ, peace be upon him. Another area highlighted by those believing Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, to be fictional is that there are very few, if any, verifiable references to him outside the New Testament text. More fuel is added to the fire when, since one of the most famous non-biblical references to Jesus, that by first century Jewish historian Josephus is accepted by modern scholars to have been interpolated. Considering all this information, is it surprising that people have taken the view that Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, never existed as a historical figure? What can we believe about Jesus Christ, peace be upon him? How do we know what is true about his life and what was a later interpolation? Advent of Islam, what does the Quran teach about Jesus, peace be upon him? For a Muslim, this puzzle is somewhat a familiar territory. 
A fundamental commonality between Christianity and Islam is the belief in Jesus Christ as a prophet of God, yet a fundamental area of difference in his status and the events of his life. The Holy Quran contains several verses that strongly argue against both the idea of Jesus being a literal son of God as well as being part of a holy trinity. There are surely disbelievers who say, Allah is the third of three. There is no God but one God, and if they do not desist from what they say, a grievous punishment shall surely befall those of them that disbelieve. Taken from chapter 5 verse 74. And they say, Allah has taken to himself a son. Holy is he, nay, everything in the heavens and the earth belongs to him, to him are all obedient. Taken from chapter 2 verse 117. Allah has not taken unto himself any son, nor is there any God along with him. In that case, each God should have taken away what he had created, and some of them would surely have dominated over others. Glorified be Allah far above that which they attribute to him. Chapter 23 verse 92 Removing these elements from the traditional Christian story of Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, distances him from the allegations that the story is another myth in the mold of Osiris Dionysus. Another bold claim made by the Holy Quran is the explicit rejection that Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, died upon the cross. The Quran in chapter 4 verses 158 to 159 instead explains that he neither killed nor put to death through crucifixion, but this is how it was made to appear. This assertion removes another allegation made by those believing him to be a myth, the view that he was following a pattern of dying and resurrecting savior figures. The Quran is clear that he did not die upon the cross and thus there is no question of a resurrection. Conclusion Professor James Tabor in his book The Jesus Dynasty discusses the reference to Jesus Christ peace be upon him in the writings of Josephus. He believes the most accurate version of the saying is as below. This quotation shows the text as it appears and includes the sections struck out that Dr. Tabor believes are an interpolation. Now there was about this time Jesus, a wise man, for he was a doer of wonders. He drew many after him both of the Jews and the Gentiles, when Pilate at the suggestion of the principal men among us had condemned to him to the cross, those that loved him at the first sight did not forsake him, and and the tribe of Christians, so named from him, are not extinct at this day. Antiquities, chapter 18, 63-64. This outlines a true historical figure, a wise man named Jesus, who drew many followers. The faith of the followers was not reduced, even after Pilate had placed upon the cross. Josephus adds that to this day the group still exists. The interpolation of the above passage is a clue as to what has taken place with the story of Jesus Christ, peace be upon him. The scant facts mentioned in the New Testament accounts have allowed others to draw a large range of conclusions about Jesus Christ's life and works. The Christian creeds that emerged appear to have also departed from the original teaching of Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, and incorporated strong elements from other pagan traditions of the time. In trying to remove the interpolations and additions in this account of Josephus, we must be careful not to throw out the whole passage and reject Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, existed at all. It is a difficult task and largely occurs only in academic circles relating to the New Testament studies. Into this complex world, the religion of Islam, through its text, the Holy Quran, has brought clarity and insight. Modern Christian scholars are reaching similar conclusions today, 1400 years after the revelation of the Holy Quran, that are supporting the Quranic teachings. Dr. James Tabor cannot help but highlight in the conclusion of the Jesus dynasty. 
the striking connections between the research I have presented in the Jesus dynasty and the tradition's beliefs of Islam. The Muslim emphasis on Jesus as a messianic prophet and teacher is quite parallel to what we find in the Q source in the book of James and in the Didache. There is little about the views of Jesus presented in this book that conflicts with Islam's basic perception taken from page 287. Thus, it can be said that when you take the Islamic viewpoint on Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, you have a figure free from the influences of pagan tradition and a story that is largely in line with the leading scholar on archaeology and New Testament studies, Dr. James Tabor. We reach the perhaps unexpected conclusion that the religious tradition that best preserves the true teaching of Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, and robustly defends his personage from accusations of being a myth is in fact the religion of Islam.